0: Welcome back to the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast here on Wednesday, July 25th, 2018. Thank you so much for tuning in on either SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or YouTube. You can find the podcast in all of those places. And today, got a really, really cool episode for you guys with two amazing interviews. One, with New Jersey producer Bureaucratic, he does a lot of music, electronic instrumentals. You might have heard him with some of the soundtracks, of some of Buzzfeed's videos, and popular vloggers on YouTube. In addition to making some of his own awesome music, he has a really co- some really cool projects in the works. He'll touch on all of that. Then I talked with the R&B duo Temptures from London. They only have a couple songs out, but they have a kind of cool story of how they met over in university there, and they're working on a lot of great more singles to come your way. So both those interviews right here on the Anything Goes With Jacksonville podcast, and first up is my conversation with B-Row Craddock, talking about his latest music, how he got into producing music for YouTube videos, and his plans going forward. Perfect, so what are you currently working on?
1: Oh boy, okay, so... um, <laughs> Uh, I have so many different projects that I'm working on right now. Um, really since the top of the year, I decided that I wanted to kind of branch out and work on, um, music with a ton of different collaborators. So right now I've got what is amounting to be basically a full album with this rapper from Queens named Akanyemi, um, incredible rapper, lyricist, um, and artist. So we've been collaborating together since January. Um, I've been working on let's see some, I don't know how much of this I'm supposed to keep under wraps, but basically suffice it to say I have several uh, tracks and EPs worth of material with other very exciting collaborators. I'll say that.
0: Okay, sweet. Yeah, it's all. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, I heard you you have a song with and Yemi out already. Time. I was listening to that earlier and I really enjoyed that. So. Yeah, thank you. If that's if that's any indication, of what that project okay. sounds like I mean that's that should be a good one. Yeah,
1: it's actually, it's funny because Time was one of the more experimental records that we've made so far. So I think it was, it was interesting putting that out first just to kind of gauge, like, you know, what do people think? But the rest of it is going to be, like, really nice. Like we've just been making a lot of music this summer, so it's just got this breezy sort of almost like West Coast feel to it. Um, been working with a couple other jazzy uh, like, keyboard players and stuff on these records, too. So it's, it's, it's coming together super nicely,
0: i will say yeah it's definitely something i wanted to touch on this interviewing you know as a producer you have a very big following just with your own instrumental tracks but working with other artists uh-huh. how do you decide for on a on a track like okay i want to release this as its own single you know as a, just an instrumental or choose hey i want to get an artist on this one i want to work with somebody else
1: i mean usually i prefer you know if i'm going to work with somebody else i prefer to work with them from the inception of the track um You know, I really enjoy working with people in person, um, collaborating in the same room. I I just find it like music comes out sounding and feeling a lot more organic that way than just like trading files online. Um, So I think that's why I didn't really do much collaborating until this year. Since I live in New York now, I've just been branching out and reaching just like new people and going to shows and stuff and just meeting like awesome artists that live here. So it really just depends on, like, when I start it. So if I'm just, like, chilling in my room one day and I set out to make a track and I'm starting it by myself, I'll usually finish it by myself unless I really feel that, you know, somebody else could bring in their, you know, their little spice. Um, Yeah, generally it's just, like, whatever the the mood is at the outset, that's what we go with.
0: Mm -hmm. I definitely have to, I think, yeah, I think that's... That's a pretty spot-on opinion, because I can always tell, usually, when it sounds like somebody just, like, emailed somebody a beat and they just rapped over it. There's that different chemistry you get when you're in the same room as somebody.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. And that's that's really what, I, you know... I, I just think it's more fun, too, in addition to making, you know, what I think is more cohesive music, you know? Mm-hmm. It's great working with other people in person. The internet's awesome, don't get me wrong, but...
0: And then if you're in New York, like, there's so many other artists around in that city that you're bound to find at least somebody oh, yeah. who you can collaborate with in person.
1: Oh, that's what I'm saying, man. I, it, more than just somebody, it turns out. <laughs>
0: yeah, t- tons of people there. Um, but speaking on this similar kind of kind of a topic, as a producer, how important do you think it is for other producers and just a, you know producers in general to release their own instrumental tracks? Because I feel like a lot of times producers get caught up, they just work with other artists constantly, and they never release their own music being yourself you you have a very strong following just as yourself as your own singular instrumental tracks how important do you think it is for a producer uh-huh. to do that for themselves
1: i don't know man it re- really depends I, I think it's i think it's kind of about the you know the vision you have for yourself you know when i started out i was i was making beats on soundcloud and and like putting them out on youtube and stuff i didn't really have that much of a plan i was just kind of like making what i liked um and I didn't really know any rappers or other artists to work with. So I was just like, all right, you know, this is what I got. Like, i just put it out. Um, and I was definitely inspired by a certain subset of, like, electronic and hip-hop artists that were doing that already. You know, the, the sort of, like, infamous L.A. beat scene, the low-end theory people, Flying Lotus, Shighetto, um, Bonobo. Like, those guys released a lot of instrumental music, and they were huge inspirations to me. So that's that's really, like, why I took that approach. Um that said, I think I think for other producers, like the, the market's very saturated right now. Um, you know, we we keep saying that, but it just keeps getting more and more saturated. There's so many people making music, um, and it's getting to the point where it's really tough to stand out um, in in any meaningful way. I mean, it's it's easier than ever, I will say, to make a living or at least like make a supplemental income off of music. Um, you know, and I owe that to streaming and you know Spotify and whatnot. They've been supporting lo-fi hip-hop and instrumentals for a while now and that's giving us a pathway to be discovered but at the same time being you know able to live off of your music is very different from actually you know achieving your goals whatever they may be and mine happened to be a little bit bigger so now it's like okay now I need to start working with artists and, and really make them splash
0: mm-hmm. yeah I have to agree with you on that it, seem, it seems easier than ever for an <laughs> artist to get their music out there and heard by millions but it's also harder to get that attention, where it's easy to upload the track, exactly. but it's very difficult to, to stand out from everyone else and say this that you as an artist are above the rest because you know we know SoundCloud, we know iTunes or Apple Music or Spotify. There's that seems like thousands of artists and dozens of new artists to hear about every single day that are the supposed next up and coming guy or girl. That it's just so right. hard to stand out.
1: Right, right. I mean, you really like. It as independent producers or artists in our own right, you know, even as producers, uh, you know, I consider myself an artist, like it, you still need to be making your power moves. Like you, you just, you know, the, the industry is only going to welcome so many people. There's only so many resources to support, um, you know, independent artists mm-hmm. in a, in a meaningful way. So, you know, it yeah, it's, it's extremely difficult and you just have like a ridiculous level of competition. now. Mm-hmm. um, So, you know, I like, I'm fortunate I started when I did just like kind of before this wave happened and I was able to ride it, but, you know, I'm not stopping anytime soon and you'll see definitely a big evolution as, you know, as we go forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. In terms of my music, at least. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And I want to touch a little bit on your music now. Um, I was looking through your SoundCloud Mm -hmm. and saw that you have, that there's this new theme going on for you with toothpaste and uh, mouthwash why did you decide on all this?
1: Yeah, so I don't know, man. I've been... Uh, actually, I do know. Um, I, I've been kind of thinking a lot critically about like my, my role in the world and sort of my generation's place um, in the world right now. And I feel like one of the big sort of inspirations or things that I've noticed in common between myself and a lot of people is like, we feel like we're being advertised to and almost lied to like pretty much constantly, like everywhere we go. Like there's advertisements and like hyperbole and all this like, like politicians are lying, like everyone's lying. Uh, and, it's, and it's unbelievably tiresome. Um, and I think like, we, uh, my natural response to that is just to like point out the absurdity of everything. And that's what, the extra fresh and the zesty surprise on these two-faced like these these over the top commercials are really all about it's just like dude, just just look at this man like this doesn't make any sense like, we're just like hawking bull to each other you know all the time and it's just like a it, it, it's almost like our national discourse is like a race to the bottom it's like who can hyperbolize and exaggerate their product or their you know or their 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 personal worth As much as possible, just to rise above the other person who's competing with them, you know, just verbally. It's basically I'm just poking fun at like how ridiculous everything is.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's an awesome idea. I mean, I'm looking at it. I knew there had to be something underneath all of that because it just seemed so over the top and crazy, but so well thought out. And I have to agree with you. I mean, (laughs) thank you. Like like you're welcome. Like you said, I mean, whether it's like a musician posting pictures of stuff they definitely can't afford on Instagram, acting like they own it, or whether it's a politician saying too many hyperboles to the point where they're lying. It's like, I would agree with you. There's so, like, I'm a journalist first and foremost. I like to think about, that's where Mm -hmm. I first really got into all of this. And it's, it just, yeah it just is crazy to me that like there's so much lying and everything going on in every single section of news or anything. That yeah, I mean, I love that. I love that concept from that. Yeah, man. I don't know. I was just reading my, like, conditioner bottle
1: the other day, and it just said all this, like, crap about, like, microstructure and, like, it penetrates. I'm like, you know that actually happened. That's not real. You're just saying that.
0: There, yeah, there's definitely yeah, like, no... Like, I don't know. <laughs> there's definitely no... Or the people that, ha- that always seem to have executive attached to their job title. Like, you're an executive oh, yeah. assistant. Like, you're someone's assistant. You're not, like, executive whatever, but... I don't uh, know.
1: You know, <laughs> whatever
0: gases you up. Yeah, exactly. So now I saw that you I mean, also. Yeah. Okay. Uh, never mind. I was about to <laughs> launch into a tirade. Don't even. Don't <laughs> okay. All right. I'll just. <laughs> I'll cut it off. I'll cut it off there. I let's, guess. Let's play it safe. All yeah, right. Play it safe. All right. No problem. So I saw that you also have some several live shows coming up. What are you most looking forward yeah. to about these?
1: Um. Uh, pretty much as with every live show, like I just started doing live shows heavy this year, and I mean the best part is always just like connecting with people. Um. You know, I always try to bring that energy. Um, the sort of, like, goofy incredulousness that, like, I definitely featured uh, heavily on my last two tracks on Extra Fresh and This Be Surprised, but, like, you know, the whole set is just a lot of fun, and I really, like, to make people smile and dance, and, like, share that with them, so, I mean, that's ultimately what I look forward to the most, is just uh, the experience every night and meeting the people.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, definitely, I think your, I think your music, among many producers I've heard, I think your music is really catered for somewhat of a live audience like i could listen to your tracks i could hear that like oh getting up and dancing to this song so i've always heard that from musicians going out live is always a really cool experience because you get to hear your music performed in front of people and get that feedback that sometimes if you're just uploading it online you can't get otherwise
1: oh yeah no i mean it's incredibly rewarding um and even like even the shows that are poorly attended you know it just doesn't matter like you, you Almost like with those crowds, you almost get a better connection with everybody because it's more intimate, and it's just like there's. I mean, it's just never a bad show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you have fun. As long, yeah, as long as you have fun with it, it's um. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. That's, that's what it's all about. So exactly, I I saw there's another thing I saw that I thought this is really interesting that you do is that you yeah. ma- that you allow your people to use your music, uh, in your in videos, in like their mu- YouTube uh-huh. videos. What kind of gave you this idea?
1: Um, honestly, when I, I started doing that from the beginning, um, mostly just cause I felt like, you know, how am I going to get my music out there if I protect it? You know, like if I put a paywall up or something like there's, you know, I was putting my music out, I guess on SoundCloud first and YouTube. And then, and then I found Bandcamp pretty shortly thereafter. And I was like, oh, you can just make it free and like people could download it. So it's this sort of alternative to iTunes. Um, and I was like really pushing that as hard as I could. Um, because I wanted people to just share it. And, and then I think what happened was, at least what I saw was, um, Buzzfeed and a couple other like pretty large companies started using my music cause it was free to use in their videos. And then it just spread to like a million other people. And then the sort of like wave of YouTube, like, you know, content creators started happening and my music was already a part of that. It was like in the mix and it was free to use. So then like the, the interest exploded. Um, and it was really, I just, I think it was like super good timing and just a matter of like, you know, I, I always kind of wanted to share it. So take it, man. Like everyone, yeah, free to use, like, you know, donate if you can or like, you know, just, just purchase the download. Um, you know, some of my later albums have cost money just cause like I need to eat. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like it's still a really like trust. It's a really good deal. Um, I don't want to sound like. You know, a hawk saying that that's uh, some hard sales tactics right there. It's a really good deal. You should like some my music, but no, it's, it's, it's a pretty straightforward process. I try to make it easy for people who are just starting out. If you want to, like, you know, make a video of their travel abroad or something. It's like, you know, we're all just looking for good music, and, you know, if you like mine, like, you should be able to use it. You should not have to, like, taste through the nose to get it.
0: Yeah, I'd. I think that's a really awesome idea because, like you said, I mean, it probably open, it probably opens you up to so many different audiences. Because I've noticed that too on YouTube, where there's all these people using these really cool tracks in the background. I, de- I definitely have heard one of your songs now. I guess in one of the videos, but I think that's a really mm-hmm. cool idea to introduce yourself to, awesome. to new to new audiences and new ideas.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it, it definitely has reached a new audience because anytime. Like time a famous vlogger or someone uses one of my songs, like I see this huge uptick on my YouTube and I see this huge uptick on my Bandcamp sales and it's like, you know, everyone's supporting that, that YouTuber or whatever. But then they come and they're like, yo, big fan, like how can I support? And it's just, it's, it's awesome because it's such an organic way of reaching people. And it's, and it's tough to find that nowadays. So I, I feel very fortunate to have been like part of this wave. Yeah. You know?
0: mm-hmm. And I found with a lot of people in terms of inter- instrumental tracks, so a lot of people like listening to instrumental music, but they necessarily don't go on SoundCloud and look up hip-hop, instrumental, or whatever, or whatever they would look up to get to your profile. But people still enjoy yeah. listening to the music, and that way, I guess, is a way to bridge yourself to kind of uh, maybe mainstream people, just your average casual music fan, getting into your songs mm-hmm. and saying, hey, I never knew I liked listening to instrumental music, but guess what? It's actually pretty good to listen to. And this guy makes pretty good songs.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I mean, I think the bottom line is that you can't shove anything down people's throats anymore. Um, like, we just don't have the patience. And we have way too many tools at our disposal to discover music that we do like. So it has to be an organic, you know, discovery, basically. And, and I'm, just, I'm glad because, like, instrumental music has found its niche, for sure. Um, especially instrumental hip-hop and, like, these sort of, like, chilled-out beats that myself and my peers make, like, we found a really good way to, to put it in front of people in a non-threatening and very sort of straightforward, organic, reasonable way. And I think we're all kind of feeling rewarded for that, which is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's certainly awesome. And I just want to kind of ask you, going forward now, you have these couple projects in the works, you have some live shows, just what are your overall plans for the next couple months?
1: Uh, So next couple months, I've got a couple more tours planned, actually. We're kind of in the mix right now um, for the end of the year, for the fall. So I really want to tour the entire United States for sure. Next year, I want to see if I can do some shows across the world, in Europe or something like that. It would be amazing. Um, I'm going to be putting out a small body of work as a solo artist later this year. I don't have a set release date for that. Um, and then I've got these albums and sort of short EPs or, you know, two singles, something like that with, uh, with a number of different other collaborators. So basically my goal for the rest of the year is just put out all of this music that I'm sitting on. That's like fire, uh, and kind of ride the wave and, and keep producing funny, good content, more videos. I don't know, man. I'm living a life and, uh, I just want to keep doing it.
0: It seems pretty enjoyable. If you ever go out to Philadelphia on one of your tour stops, i definitely have to come out and see that show. I want to see this music live. Damn, dude, I just hit Philadelphia. When? Like three weeks ago. Oh, damn, just, I can't believe I missed that one. Maybe I'll have to go up to one of your shows in New York or something. Yeah, come on up, man. It's an easy bus ride for sure. There you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed this.
1: Hey, me too. It's been my pleasure.
0: A big thanks to Brandon for coming on to the show. He was really, really fun to talk to. Check out some of his latest singles on his SoundCloud. I think his Apple Music, Spotify as well. Basically, wherever you support artists, just go listen to his music. It's really, really worth it. Next up now is Temptress. This is an R&B duo from London. I really love all the music that's coming out of London right now. I think Temptress is a group you really have to keep your eyes on. They've only released several singles so far, but they have some more in the works, including an EP, they said, maybe some live show dates, all that coming up. They're a really, really cool duo between Vlad and Jess, and here's my interview with them. So how did you two first meet?
2: Um, we met at uni, actually, at University called Goldsmiths in Southeast London. And uh, we were in different years. And so we met at the student union. And we were both playing a gig separately. <laughs> and we just got chatting there, really.
0: Did, when did you guys know that you guys wanted to make music together?
2: Um, I think we just really yeah, liked each other. I, I, I think,
3: yeah, like, in a funny way, straight away, we just, like, had a session. And we were just like, let's just have a, you know, let's write a song see what it's like. And Lies is, was the first song we wrote and the first song we put
0: out. Well, I mean, yeah, sometimes I guess you get into a room with someone else and you just feel that, that chemistry just click right away and you just know it has to be, you guys have to work together.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were chatting and we just realized we had like some of the same kind of like influences and we went to kind of similar gigs when we were younger because we both grew up on, in London and we're just like, oh, let's write a song.
0: <laughs> Perfect. So what were, those simil- what were those similar influences you guys had that you connected on?
2: Ah, uh, like, we both went to a lot of, like, you know, the, the indie gigs in um, mm. around London, and we are listening to Bombay Bicycle Club, Falls, that kind of thing, and then yeah. uh, and then just loads of other stuff as well, like, lots of R- old R&B, like, that we grew up on, and, yeah, some hip-hop stuff as well. Big mixture.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome, I mean, I could definitely tell when I listen to your music that has there's a little bit of elements of a little bit of different things, I feel like, throughout some of the the, uh, the songs. I can start to feel that mixture from what you guys just mentioned there with all the different genres.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, it doesn't really settle in one place with us. I think it kind of drifts between yeah. a lot of things, but it kind of makes our own sound, I
0: guess. Mm-hmm. And you, both, you just said there, you know, you're both from London as well. How much has the city just itself inspired you i've talked to numerous london artists who have said just being in that kind of place being in that city is very inspiring and kind of creates a certain type and mood of music how does it inspire you guys
3: yeah i think it's like i think it's a combination of like the place and the people because where we went to union stuff like everyone is making music all the time and it's kind of like everyone's sort of just inspiring each other in a way and just like pushing each other on and just like hearing what other people do make you want to get on it more and kind of just that and just actually the fast pace of like just you know such a densely populated place really i guess everyone just you sort of just want to get busy Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah visit i visited london once i mean it was crazy the week i was there i think it was the one week in like 50 years it didn't rain which was (laughs) absolutely (laughs) ridiculous when i was there but yeah that fast-paced kind of feeling i felt that just visiting for like a week or so it was kind of similar in, in a way to new york in that way where it was just fast paced it was always kind of moving uh from a city standpoint
3: yeah yeah it feels like a mini version in a way or like
0: at least mini in terms of building height <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely agree on that and the people on the street are, are a tad nicer i will say
3: oh really oh, well that's good <laughs> you, you went to the right length then yeah
0: exactly <laughs> exactly um i want to touch on your music a little bit um your music has always dealt with these personal stories that are about a lot of times relationships. Why is this a common thread throughout a lot of your songs?
2: Uh, I guess it's like you write about kind of like what you know and like.
0: Yeah, I think, you know,
3: I think past experience and things that. I guess those are often the kind of things that stick in your head and, you know, become kind of the things you always want to talk about and the things you can't help but talk about.
2: And a place you can find like common ground with as yeah. well
3: because in a way yeah it's just good to you know we like to try and write songs that we can both you know relate to and have our own sort of like put our own stories on in a way
2: yeah it's quite therapeutic
0: yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i could i can feel that coming through like the th- a therapeutic kind of feeling from your songs what just take me into a little bit what is the songwriting process like between you two like how do you two work together
3: so i think uh it sort of sort of depends on the song, but. A lot of the time, it'll just be like, we'll try and, you know, start off with a bit of a vibe musically, like, maybe I'll have a little bit of a drum pattern, Jess will have some kind of bass or keys, and then we'll just kind of, like, think about what that music makes us feel like, you know, what what is that, you know, what story can we remember that that sound kind of conveys or whatever, so, yeah, I think we'll just use that and, and then come up, with, come up with sort of lyrics and and sort of mood for it. And once we've got that, kind of just try and flesh it out and see what it's telling us in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. I it's often
3: have, kind of led by the music.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can pick up on that. When I, when I that was something I I thought of that when I was listening to some of your songs. Um, was that each song, for me at least as a listener, like especially songs like I Say When and What I Want, I got this kind of just vibe and mood in my head just from sonically how it sounded, and I thought the lyric it almost sounded like that was the main that was the main feeling I got. And then i was listening to the lyrics but it was always the music for me first with you two
2: yeah
3: yeah, that's that's definitely our process i think we we pretty much always go that way around
2: yeah and i think it's like it, it's definitely that's been our main thing and i think now we're also we're trying to think about lyrics as well just to challenge mm. yourself from a standpoint like start from there and see what you know how that affects the music and it, mm. it's just about experimenting really yeah. for us.
0: Yeah, and finding the right lyrics to match that right sound and that right vibe. It's on putting together an entire song.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So right now, what are you two currently working on?
2: Uh, We're actually um, currently editing our next single video.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it's it's quite exciting. Yeah, it's a new song as well. It's called Secret, and it's coming out, I think, quite soon. It should be a couple of weeks. But yeah, we've we've shot the next video. and We've kind of just been being quite experimental with the sort of video effects, and kind of we've had quite a lot of green screen bits, and it's going to be quite sort of interweaving and glitchy. So I'm really looking forward to that coming out.
0: That's yeah. That sounds that sounds re- that sounds really cool. Um, is there a, is there a project in the works? Is that something you guys want to work on, or are you still focused just on singles as of right now?
3: I think yeah. As of right now, it probably is singles for a bit, just to kind of like drip feed everyone our stuff but I think definitely down the line we're going to have an EP quite you know quite soon in a few months
0: well that, so- that sounds awesome guys got any live dates coming up
3: and live date yeah we've got nothing booked in yet I think we're planning on putting about two or three more singles out and then around the EP we should be playing quite a few more dates
0: right, well that, so- so- that sounds awesome thank you so much guys I mean I really enjoyed I love your music I really enjoyed this conversation you two are definitely some people I really uh, like from London right now. Oh, thank thanks
2: you. so
0: much. A big, big thank you to Vlad and Jess for coming onto the show. They are Temptress. Check out all of their great music. My favorite single is I Say When. So check all of that music out on SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify, just wherever you listen to music. That's where their stuff is located. And with that, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and YouTube. It's updated weekly on all of those platforms. In addition to the Jackson Neal Sports and the Jackson Neal Music Podcast, which are in the same feed as this one, so you get those in addition to that if you subscribe on any of those platforms as well. Follow me on social media, at JacksonNeal20, for Instagram and Twitter, to catch links to everything I publish. Updates as to when the show will be airing on 107.9 FM in southern New Jersey. The live stream links to listen to it live with the interviews and all of the music as well. So, at neil 20 for Instagram and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you all next week.